She sometimes saw a sadness in his eyes. It wasn't easy to make that kind of change at almost forty years of age, and it showed the depth of his love for his mate. As a result of all these factors, shifter numbers rarely changed. They often had big families with three to five children, but since most of the kids were male and they mated with a single female, total numbers were pretty constant and small in the grand scheme of things. That made it easy to prevent their existence from becoming general knowledge. Although in some places like Harmony, they lived there in an open secret kind of way. The town had been dying before the World War II vets had shown up. The town owed them its life and knew it. At least the older generation did. It wasn't easy sometimes, being a minority, even a silent, hidden one. It would have been nice to be openly wolf, but Ginger knew that wasn't possible. Even in harmony, not everyone was happy about the silent minority. So most people just pretended not to notice that there were sometimes packs of wolf dogs running in the hills, and for their part, the shifters did their running far from the center of town, in the area mostly populated by other shifters. Sometimes she wondered what it would be like if, instead of being a small minority, shifters had grown in number and maybe even became a majority. With the pack elders retiring to New Harmony, New Mexico, their numbers would always remain low in Harmony, unless shifters continued to move to town. Certainly, with Oliver now setting up a practice here, the town was becoming more attractive to other shifters. Oliver wasn't a general practitioner. He was an orthopedist. He and Lena, the local shifter vet, were planning a joint practice. Oh, to the casual observer, it would look like they only had offices in the same building. But they'd planned renovations, so the clinics were secretly joined to facilitate the treatment of shifters in either form. Most of his patients were human, though, just as most of the animals that Lena treated were just that, animals. They'd had some inquiries from other doctors, and even a dentist, all shifter-friendly professionals. This wasn't common knowledge yet. Hell, even most of the people in her own office weren't aware that Lena and Oliver were currently debating whether to create a full-service medical facility, and had asked Ginger to make some discreet inquiries about purchasing the entire building that Lena's clinic was located in. It was three stories tall and located in downtown Harmony, right on the main square. Lena had a first-floor office, and the neighboring office had been empty until Oliver leased it. But now, they were considering more than just setting up interconnected offices. They were thinking about full-service medical offices with shifter-friendly equipment. The clinic would, of course, treat humans. There weren't enough shifters in the area to support a shifter-only clinic, and even if there were, they would never discriminate like that. Besides, when they were in human form, shifters were exactly the same as humans except in terms of strength, endurance, and keenness of senses. Even the non-shifting females performed better than human females in these regards, but not as noticeably as the men. And then the fire struck, burning down Lena's clinic and making the whole building unusable. It was almost 100 years old and had gone up in flames quickly. Luckily, no person or animal had been injured in the fire. It had also given impetus to Lena and Oliver's plans. Instead of trying to renovate an old building, 
they'd be able to build something new and specialized, assuming they could buy it and control the renovations. This way, they could make sure that they had the specialized equipment they needed if a shifter needed help. They'd also have a built-in sprinkler system and top-notch security, which was important because the fire had been declared an arson. But there were no suspects, and the case was growing cold. Ginger was relieved no one was hurt, but had mixed feelings about the clinic being expanded. She loved the thought of having a specialist nearby, and she knew that most people understood and accepted Oliver moving to town. His long-lost cousins, John and Jack, Stevens, and Kent and Tucker O'Mara, lived here, and the five of them were now made it to Penelope Levinson, who owned the Sunshine Café. But more shifter-friendly doctors would attract more shifters to town, some permanently, she imagined, and she worried that wouldn't sit well.